cloudy day then the sun came out and now it looks like it's cloudy again hopefully we're coming to an end of this rainy period i think tomorrow's supposed to be nice and the rest of the week will warm up as we get closer to memorial day weekend and the beginning of the summer season um just one note uh, i went for my uh, second booster this week me and my wife and um, I was going to wait to the end of summer because it seems that uh, uh, the, the amount of infections go down uh, during the summer. And then as we go back inside, as the fall comes and the cooler weather, and, um, and it seems to go back up again. But this has been an increase in infection rates. So we decided just to, to get that booster now. Um, you know what's happening, and just this little side note, I think people, uh, you know, I was eating out uh, at a fast food restaurant, uh, not like a McDonald's, but it was something else. And uh, I noticed like sitting down at the table, the, 
the tables were still a little scuzzy. We used to catch up this broad catch up on it. So all these precautions we took during the pandemic, which were good, um, seemed to have stopped. And um, maybe we should still be doing it to a certain degree, not maybe being fanatical, but uh, we still have to be a little bit careful. But um, the people who are getting sick, as long as they have been vaccinated, it hasn't been situations where, in most cases, they have gone to the hospital and, uh, you know, taking further medical, uh, uh, you know, uh, careness of it, you know, a little bit more involved. So it's been just like, I, I got it, you know, I really don't have any symptoms, but I proved positive and now I'll quarantine. And, and we could all, many of us could still have some of this disease, but it's not as uh, noticeable now because of the vaccination. So maybe if we're erring on the side of precaution by still quarantining some people, but um, I really believe that the uh, vaccines and the boosters help. Because again, uh, if uh, if you get it, it seems not to be that bad. All right, um, let me go into the introduction. I was going to talk about some other things happening this week, but since I went a little bit further with that, I'll go into uh, today's topic. to talk about mortgage rates, which has been one of the leading um, articles and, and news reports in the media, because they have gone up quite a bit. Uh, a little over a year ago, we were dealing with 3%, uh, a little below 3%, 2.875. And now we're about 5.6. So that's a big difference within a year's time okay it's not like it went from three to three and a half or even stopped at four now we're over five and we're approaching six so that is a pretty big issue all right because as we're going to learn it's going to begin to knock people out uh, of the homes that they had wanted if they waited for a home and let's say it was three hundred thousand dollars, 
and they were pre-qualified for that $300,000. Now it might be worth, well, with the mortgage rates going difference, that payment, okay? And then the examples that we'll be giving, um, they give a, you know, that the um, buy has been approved to a payment between 2100 and 2200 But we're going to find out now that maybe, uh, well, not maybe, it ha has happened that with the higher rates, now their monthly mortgage payment is above that amount. And now they cannot qualify for that house uh, with things being as they are. Okay. So let's go right to our text and let's bring it up here. And I go to the little side over there. And so how today's mortgage rates impact your home purchase? So if you're planning to buy a home, it's critical to understand the relationship between mortgage rates and your purchasing power. Now, we use the term purchasing power a lot, too, when we, when we talk about economics, how much your dollar could really uh, buy, how much you could buy. Purchasing power is the amount of home you can afford to buy that's within your financial reach, okay, your eligibility. What your mortgage loan officer is saying that you could pay anything above that, they're not going to give you the mortgage. So mortgage rates directly impact the monthly payment you have on your home you purchase. So when rates rise, so does monthly payments. You're able to lock in your home loan. In a rising rate environment like we're in today, that could limit your future purchasing power. Now just a little note about locking your in your rates. Um, I double checked with my um, loan officers, and of course, uh, you cannot lock in a rate until you have a ratified contract. All right, you can't say to your loan officer, "Okay, I'm going to be looking for a home in the next couple of months. Can you lock me in at whatever you know? If it's five point six, and you don't want to go higher, you know, if you can lock me into that rate." If that's the best rate today, um, you cannot do that until you have a ratified contract. All right. So that's the first step. And here is return the three year fixed rate mortgage is above 5%. All right. And about a year ago was, like I said, like 3% and lower. So that's a big difference. And experts are saying uh, that it will likely go up in the months ahead. Okay, so we expect it to go even higher. Now, you may have a daily change, you know, um, let's say it's 5.6. And you know, within the last couple of weeks, we've had um, the stock market go down a lot. And it brought down the rates, okay, for a certain time period. Uh, they went maybe below uh, 5.6. But um, that's kind of a, like a daily thing. And But what we see, and if, if you have a contract, then you can lock it in at 5.4, where it was 5.6, that's a good thing. <clears throat> but we still see the way things are going, that, they, that these mortgage rates will go up even higher throughout this year.
So in the chat below, they're showing uh, someone who has been approved for a monthly mortgage payment of twenty-one to twenty-two hundred dollar range. All right, so let's go down to the chart here, and let's start to the far right. Okay, let me see if I can still use my pen here. Okay, would that work? Okay. Oh no, that's doing me. Let me is that my highlight? Here's my highlighter. Okay, let's start over here. All right, <clears throat> and let's use a house that's around the sixty thousand. Okay, so let's say a few months ago. You know, you went to your loan officer, and it's all important to get that pre-approval first. And they said, "Yeah, you we could have, you know, you could afford a house up to twenty-two hundred with a monthly mortgage payment of twenty-two hundred. So with this house, that's three hundred sixty thousand. And let's say you went about five months ago, and this was the the uh, current uh, mortgage rate, four point seven five. Uh, you could afford it. And actually, with it going up to 6%, you're still in that range, right? It's still under 2200 But let's look if, the, if that house price goes up to 380 Okay, so right off the bat now, okay, you're, you have a, at the 4.75, you have a higher rate. Okay, the price went up. Okay, but... If you wait any longer, because we're at 5.6, and maybe in, in the middle of the summer, we'll be at 6.6%, and now that monthly payment is 2278 well, now you're knocked out of it. <coughs> okay? Now, we're, we're looking at it both ways. I'm giving you an example with, with the house payment going up and with the with the, the mortgage rates going up. Let's say you saw a house uh, that's at 400000 okay? So now let's say uh, when you first saw it, and maybe you saw it five months ago, you were in, still in that range. But once it went past uh, 5%, now, now you might still get it at it's 2209 That's only $9 above, all right? But you see as it goes up, and let's say in a couple of months it's at this amount, or the the rates are at five point seventy five. Now you are no longer able to afford that house. Now there are ways to work it out. Okay. There are ways that you could work around it and. When I say work around it, um, uh, we talked about it in earlier uh, podcasts where you could either buy down the rate, okay? But you're going to need some more cash to buy down the rate. And I'm not going to go into, uh, because there's a formula involved with that. It might be a couple thousand dollars. Again, it's depending about how much you're buying it down, all right? So this is here where you still need a certain amount of cash saved up. Um, well, you're definitely going to need it for your closing costs because uh, it's not a buyer's market, it's still a seller. So you're probably going to have to pay most of your closing costs. And depending on what type of loan you're getting, 
If it's FHA, you're going to have to put down 3.5%. So you'll need money for that. But you might have to, once these rates go up, you may have to buy down that rate. So you're going to need more cash. All right. So that's another way to go about it. Now, you can also find out uh, if there are any grant programs out there uh, that you could use. If you could get the grant program to take care of your down payment, you could use that money to buy down your rate even more or, and, and then or, and use it for your closing costs. All right. There's also in uh, Virginia, we have the, the VHDA program. It's for first-time home buyers, and they will allow you to finance your down payment on your house. So you don't have to put that cash down. Um, and if your credit is really good, and you have to still check with your mortgage loan officers. You know, these things are changing. Um, uh, you may also get a loan for like 102%, 103%. Will, it would also cover your um, closing cost. All right. So there are some situations uh, where you could uh, work around or, you know, if, if you uh, can't afford that present rate that you could get some sort of assistance. Now, just one more thing about first-time homebuyers. Um, it doesn't mean that it, once you buy a house uh, and you're getting ready to buy your second, uh, you're no longer a, a first-time homebuyer. If you had a house, you sold the house, and I believe it's three years have to be passed, you are then considered to be a first-time home buyer. So it's it's not like where you've never or you've owned a house and, and you can now no longer get it or you know you had the house all right and you could become a first-time home buyer again if you wait about three years after you sold the house right and you could take advantage of a uh, 100% financing program or there are grants for people who are first-time home buyers okay speak to your mortgage loan officer on that right that's a that's a good thing now to to bring some positive to this uh, and again uh i've i've, I've uh, highlighted uh getting approved and I think almost every podcast I do, I always uh, talk about getting pre-approved because that's one of the hardest things I have to do with my buyers is to get them pre-approved. They want to wait. They just want to look at homes and um, they would love for me to take them out to uh, see a bunch of homes. Um, I will only show one home. If you're not pre-approved, I would just show you one home just to, to meet you, to talk to you, to go. But I'm not going to show you more than one home unless uh, I know you've been pre-approved. All right? Because we want to make sure that you're able to buy your house now. Because otherwise, uh, you're wasting your time. And in a sense, and I, it might sound mean, but uh, you're wasting my time as well. All right? This is a commission... Uh, based business real estate we don't get a base salary so i only make money and only other real estate agents make money when they close on the deal okay we only get paid then 
So, you know, I have a lot of wonderful people who are clients and they haven't been pre-approved yet. And, you know, it'd be nice spending a day with them, showing them a bunch of houses. But in the long run, I'm going to be uh, eating uh, cornflakes because uh, they haven't been pre-approved yet. And not only to find out if you're able to be pre-approved, but then you want to know that price range. I might be showing you homes that are completely out of your price range. So that's why it's so important to get that pre-approval. You really want to hone in. You, When you start looking for a house, you really want to be like a laser, right? To know exactly what your price range is, you know, know what you have to do. If it's a little bit higher than your price range, you know, and just know all the different options. But going in there blindly uh, is the worst thing you could do. All right? It's better to be prepared. And even so, with in a situation where maybe you're not going to be pre-approved at this moment, but the loan officer will give you advice on how to quickly raise your credit score. All right, and it's not through any fancy or being uh, malicious or deceivious. It's not anything like that. Like I remember years ago, people were getting other uh, social security numbers. It's not anything like that. They know what. Uh, credit lines report faster to um, the three main credit reporting bureaus. And they also have formulas where, you know, if, uh, if let's say you have outstanding uh, credit card $2,000, they say, well, if you make a payment, if you could bring that balance down to, let's say, $1,400, you pay down, so that will raise your credit score by these um, amount of points. So that's what you want, all right? So you don't want to go look into into it willy-nilly and trying to do it on your own. Let them advise you, all right, so you could more quickly be eligible to purchase a home. So I want to bring this up here, just a kind of good news, I think. And I hope I did this right. No, I didn't do this right. No, okay. Where's my thing here? All right. The market is shifting. Here's exactly why three economics, three economists predict competition in the housing market will decline. All right. Now, even though these the raising of the mortgage rates is not a happy thing, right? Because you're going to be paying more in a monthly payment. But what it's going to do, it's going to cut out a lot of competition, all right? Let me give you an example of a car. It's like you have a decent car. It works good, you know. But all of a sudden, you see a great sale on uh, and, and with all different manufacturers of cars or, or dealerships. And you say, hey, 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 you know, I, you know. That's a good price on a car. It's a low uh, interest rate on a loan. I'm going to go buy a car, even though I really don't have to. But, hey, I'm going to take advantage of it. And you have more car buyers in the market, right? But now it goes up. You know, the prices are going up on the cars. The the uh, interest rates on the loans are going up. And now people are saying, well, you know, my car is pretty decent. I really don't need uh you know, no car, it's working, you know, it's getting me from point A to point B. 
and I, I'm going to leave the car buying market right now. All right. So what's happening now with the higher rates and the higher home prices? There's a segment of that pool of buyers that you know they entered because the rates were so good, but it's going up. They haven't purchased the house yet. They go, you know what? My house is fine. I'll take the money that I saved up. I'll renovate the bathrooms, the kitchens. I'll put down new floors. I'll make my present home really nice. I, I, so a segment of that population is leaving. All right. So it's knocking down the competition. So you have then the people who really need to purchase. All right. And, and even those who... Uh, when I say need, sometimes we think about people who are on a job transfer or they're getting uh, transferred the military to another part of the country. But then you have people who for a long, long time have been paying rent and they just are sick and tired of it. They're not building up any equity. It's all money going out the, the door. And they're saying, uh, but I really want to buy something. It's time for me to... Uh, to buy my own house. I don't like the rental community I'm in. Uh, it's too crowded, whatever the reason. All right. And that could be a real reason why you need to move. So these mortgage rates going up is actually kind of helpful for that situation. And what will happen and, and, when I say this part here, I don't want my bias to wait to the end of summer. Uh, but uh, this one of the comments agrees that by the end of summer, there will be lower competition among buyers on listings as well as more housing on the market. Okay. And I also believe that too, I mean, at the beginning of the podcast, I said the, uh, the numbers are going up higher again with people who have COVID, but it doesn't seem to be the the very serious COVID, the very deadly COVID. And one of the reasons why we had such a shortage of listings is because people did not want a whole bunch of people walking through the house who may have uh, COVID-19. Right, this is especially for the people who are still living in their homes, right? They haven't moved yet, so they didn't want this. So they said, we'll wait. But a couple of weeks ago, we were told that we were in the endemic. I'm praying that it's still happening and that because we still need listings, no matter what, we still need more listings. So hopefully as the we're, we're at the spring now, we're going into summer, that will open up. But there's also there's what they call the hot migration destinations, cities like Tampa, Phoenix, Nashville, and Atlanta, where you still have a lot of people going, all right? It's, they're decent-sized cities. There's lots to do, and there's corporations going out there. And um, no matter what, even with the rising of the interest rates, these are still the areas where you'll still have a lot of competition. So, um, also it talks about it's unlikely that home prices will fall significantly. I think the only sense is competition goes down, 
Um, you will have people, I mean, the reasons why uh, homes sold for so much more because of the competition. So people did more and more and more. And once that house closes, okay, that people bid maybe $10 over the asking price, that becomes new comp for other homes. But it's very possible with the less competition, people not going over that asking price and it will stay kind of level um and the areas where it went much too high um and uh there's now less competition you might see some prices some closings would which might be a little bit less than some comps that were recently sold it's a possibility so um we have that to look forward to. I know it's kind of, uh, you might be saying, uh, well, I got to pay so much more for my mortgage, but there's good and bad, right? There's, there's uh, uh, you know, uh, yes, yes, you would have to pay more, but, you know, if you've been, you know, I have a lot of people who are, help, have hold back because of the competition and they're sick and tired of fighting with all these other uh, buyers for a home. So because of the higher rates, you may have uh, less competition and you could close faster. Yes, you will have a higher mortgage payment, um, but hopefully uh, with the economy being strong, you're making more money and it will not be as uh, a hit to your wallet or your pocketbook as it might have been uh, a couple of years ago, okay? So with that in mind, we have to show a little video on that, why it's a good time to list your home right now, okay? Because we, we need those uh, listings. So the main message with that video is that uh, homeowners now have a lot more equity, equity in their house because of rising home prices. So if they are considering moving up to a larger home, um, it's a good time now to, to list that. And you'll have, you could put down a nice size down payment, okay? We're talking about mortgage rates being higher, but you're selling your home. And you have a nice chunk of money to, to put down so your monthly mortgage payment will not uh, be that high, okay? Because you're not financing as much money, okay? So that's a good thing. So for my people 
who are, uh, are homeowners and are waiting to sell, it's a good time to sell, okay? All right? So I'm hearing from my producer, uh, William, that uh, uh, we we have a, a – well, at first, it's a, it's a famous uh, composer, a singer, uh, a pop music, and, and their dance ensemble. So what's what's really going on there, William? Great news. We have Summer Celebrity in the audience as well as her dancers. She was an American soul music singer and songwriter of West Indian heritage. She is best known for her novelty hits The Nitty Gritty, The Name Game, and The Clapping Song. The Clapping Song sold over one million copies and was awarded a gold disc. Ladies and gentlemen, The Nitty Gritty Dances. Well, it was nice seeing them in the audience there. Thanks a lot, William, and thanks uh, the Nitty Gritty Singers and the lady who wrote it. Uh, I'm glad you stopped by. So that's today's show. Oh, again, because uh, I'm turning this into a podcast, I'm Chris Gajulo, Associate Broker for EXP Realty, and this is Real Estate with Mr. G. Um, this is, and You could see my articles on Real estate with Mr. G. Blog. And then when you're ready to search for homes, uh, let me see if I can look at it up here. Uh, let's see here. And you could go to my website with you, real estate with Mr. G.com, where you could search for homes or get your home value. Okay. So we'll see you next week. Remember. Uh, you know, if you haven't gotten the second booster yet, maybe it's a good idea to get it. Be kind to each other. And remember, the greatest power we have is to love. And the greatest gift is each other. And we'll see you next week.